Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, life coach and certified grief recovery specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 41, Simplicity. I often find myself when I when I set up my topic and I choose a title, which is usually pretty short, I often want to, to ask you, would you see the title, what you guess the episode is going to be about based on the title. I think it would be, I think it would actually be pretty humorous because I usually, like I said, choose super short titles. So it doesn't give a lot of explanation, but today's episode about simplicity is based on the quote by Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I was at a meeting, a business meeting last week. It was totally unrelated to grief coaching or anything along those lines. And and when one of the ladies found out what I did, she she was really curious about it and was asking me a lot of questions. And and she told me about her friend that had used to work with her, somebody that used to work at the office where she worked and how after this coworker's child had died, she ended up leaving. She ended up leaving. She ended up no longer wanting to work there because she didn't feel like she could handle the work. And that is such, that is such a common story. I hear that so frequently. And when one of the first, one of the first episodes that I recorded, I talked about an author. Her name was Joyce. And in her book, she talks about how as a nurse, after her son died, she went, went back to work and she tried to do the work, but her mind just wasn't with it. And she felt like she really needed to cut down on her hours or cut down on her responsibilities. So, Instead of being like a head nurse, she, she would go in a little less often and with a little less responsibility. And I think that's, I think that's pretty common. And I, I also feel like you should not feel guilty for cutting back, for simplifying your life. If you have found that you've had to step back from some responsibilities that you had, whether that was the PTA or an assignment that you did for a charity or for church or for your work. And when you found yourself dealing with grief, if you had to step back a little bit, that's okay. In fact, it's important that you do to a certain extent that you look at your life and figure out where can you allow space for grief? I hesitate to admit it, but I watched The Bachelorette with my, my sister and my mom and, and my daughters when we, we just, and kind of enjoy the romance of it. But recently there was an episode where on The Bachelorette, where The Bachelorette was trying to make a decision between these men. And one of the men that she was dating said to her, because he questioned her continuing to keep one of the the men on the show. And he questioned her about it. And he said something really interesting. And he said, you have trouble letting go of things that aren't good for you. I thought that was 
such a fascinating statement. And how many of us have trouble letting go of things that aren't good for us? And there's some things that have been in our life that we think, oh, it's, it, it's not that it's bad for us. It's just that maybe, maybe it's time that it's no longer useful for our life. Maybe this is not the season. So if we, if we, if you look at it this way, it's kind of, it's like the idea of the things that we bring into our house. And if we just every single week, we buy new stuff and we just keep bringing new stuff into the house and we never, ever, ever go through what we previously brought in, then it becomes overcrowded and uncomfortable. And that's what can happen to our schedule. In this episode, we're going to explore how this concept of simplicity can bless you can bless you in your grief and in any other difficult circumstances. I was reminded this week of a, of a talk that I heard from a really wise religious leader. His name is Dieter Uchtdorf. And he shared in his talk about three experiences. He shared three examples. And the first one was tree rings. You know, when we cut a tree, what is that called? Like we slice the tree. There's a word for it, like crosswise or something. (laughs) I don't know what the exact word is. But when we cut a tree, we see the rings. And those rings represent each year that the tree has, has lived. The example that he gave was how we can learn from nature. Because when a tree goes through a difficult season, goes through a difficult season, maybe it's drought, maybe it's something else that's happened, the ring will reflect that the growth has slow, slowed down, like that it wasn't as active in, in growing and it didn't continue to push forward, which is what he was trying to say. It's like, we can learn from nature that when something happens that we need to pay attention to that, that is stressing our life, then it becomes a time to reconsider, reevaluate, slow down. The other example he gave, because he's a pilot as well, the other example he gave is of a plane. And he said that when young pilots, pilots that are new, new to, to flying, a lot of times that when they hit turbulence, the reaction is, or the thought is, it would be good to go faster. Like the sooner we can get from here to the other side of the turbulence, the better. He said that makes sense if you don't understand it. But the reality is that the best thing to do in turbulent air is to slow down. So interesting. So that was the second example that he gave. The third example he gave was of astronauts astronauts that were looking for a solution for writing in space. A typical ballpoint pen would not write in space. Probably had something to do with gravity because you've got the ink has to to drop into the the point of the pen, into the ball of the pen in order for it to work. So the pen pen wasn't working. A pen, a ballpoint pen was not going to work in space. So they looked for a solution and they spent millions of dollars in months and months and years developing a pen that could write in space on in almost any surface. But then he asked the question, 
What did they use before they had a pen that would work in space? And the answer was a pencil. And this is where he introduced this idea of simplicity. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I'm going to quote something that he said directly. He said, let's be honest. It's rather easy to be busy. We all can think up a list of tasks that will overwhelm our schedules. Some might even think that their self-worth depends on the length of their to-do list. They flood the open spaces in their time with lists of meetings and minutiae, even during times of stress and fatigue. Because they unnecessarily complicate their lives, they often feel increased frustration, diminished joy, and too little sense of meaning in their lives. Now, why did that quote jump out on the page to me? Because those are things that we talk about every week on this podcast, joy, purpose, joy, and meaning. Because they unnecessarily complicate their lives, they often feel increased frustration, diminished joy, and too little sense of meaning in their lives. So what can we do to simplify? What can we do to eliminate some of the complication of our lives? In the last couple of months, I have been at events or on webinars where I saw other coaches, they're not specifically grief coaches, but other coaches coaching people publicly. And two different instances that I listened to. And of course, anytime a loss comes up and grief comes up in a, a coaching call or a webinar or an event that I'm at, I'm obviously really paying close attention because it's so important to me. It's so important to me that we, that we work with good tools, that we understand grief and that we kind of change the dialogue a little bit around grief because there's just, there's just not enough education out there about grief. Anyway, this, this one example that I wanted to share with you was a woman who was going through some difficulty pretty extreme difficulty. She was going through a divorce and she had a couple of children. And my, from what I understood from her explanation, it sounded like her children were on their own. So they weren't, they were like young adults, maybe 20 ish. It sounded like they weren't school age. They weren't going back and forth between mom and dad. They were adults making their own decisions. And she wasn't clear. There wasn't any questions about like why that happened, but it, it sounded like it was as a result somehow of the divorce and the separation of herself and their father. Not a lot of explanation there, but it was something recent. It was a recent event. She was going through a divorce. She was missing her children who had less and less contact with her. She would message them and they a lot of times wouldn't message back. Just different scenarios that were happening. And she had moved as well. A lot of things going on, a lot of things. And you can see just from that explanation that there are three events just in that, that very brief overview of what was happening, three events that were happening that could cause grief. Obviously the divorce, separation from her husband who she'd been married to for many years, the separation of herself and her children definitely would cause feelings of grief and a move. 
we discount the impact of a move, but a move can cause feelings of grief. So three things that were happening and that were fairly recent, probably all within the past six months. And there was some coaching around examining our past and how we want to look at it, which is super important. But then the conversation went to being more forward thinking, spending more of our time looking forward. And I get that that is really important. I get that. I mean, as a, as a life coach myself, I understand how important it is for us to have vision for our future, to be, to be thinking about our future and to be anticipating it with expectation of good. That is really important. But when you're in the middle of grief and when you're suffering and when you're in pain, it's also very important to slow down, to allow those feelings and not to be too quick to dismiss them to look forward. She had some exciting things happening. She had some things to look forward to, but it was obvious to me that she was still very much in grief and that it was, would have been very important for her to take the steps necessary to take those recovery steps to examine her loss and really discover those things that were incomplete for her. The things that were, that needed to be looked at. Grief is not something we can close the door on. Our losses is not something we can close the door on without examining it and really looking at what are the things that we wish had been different? What are the expectations that we had for our future that are no longer there because of of the loss? So super important that we do that. So I, I, I bring up that example because if, if you are, if you are in a position right now where you are feeling like, okay, I just need to push forward, make sure because there are, and there's steps that you may not even be aware of that are super important that we take when we experience a loss. So make sure that you have completed some of that loss, that you have completed that grief so that you can, that, so that you can move forward, so that you can have feelings of happiness. And when I say look forward, a lot of times when we experience a death, we, we don't want to talk about moving forward because when, when we hear move forward, and especially if we hear move on, which I just try to avoid altogether. But when we hear move forward, it's like, we feel like we have left our loved one behind. We have left them behind and we're just moving forward. And in some sense, you know, maybe that's that there's some truth to that, but our lives continue. The world continues to turn. And as difficult as it is to come to terms with the new reality, it's something that's necessary. It's necessary for us to come to terms with a new reality. And the really, really cool thing, and the thing that I, I want you to hear is that when we do that, it is not about forgetting the person. It's not about forgetting those experiences that we have. It's about being able to look back and enjoy our memories to become complete on the painful memories 
to get to a place where we understand that we, that we're, where we've been able to communicate those things that we wish were better or more or different to communicate those things that those things that we had, those things that we expected to happen that aren't going to happen because they're no longer here. It's so important that we face our grief. When we face our grief, we can get very clear. We can become very clear about where the pain is coming from so that we can deal with it. If we don't face it, if we don't take those steps, if you don't face it, if you don't take those steps, it's very difficult to then enjoy a life with happiness. It's very difficult because we're lugging behind us the guilt or the shame or that pain. We're lugging that everywhere we go. So I can't emphasize this enough. It's so important that we face our grief, that we face our grief and we do the work. We do the work to face the grief so that we can move through it. We can move through our emotions and our, and, and those strong, difficult feelings, move through those so that we can get, come out on the other side, loving the memories that we have, enjoying the memories that we have that were previously, previously difficult because we had, because we had unresolved things that we hadn't looked at unresolved guilt, unresolved shame, unresolved pain. The other example I wanted to give was I heard another coach coaching a woman in an open forum. We were at an event and this woman was grieving the loss of her son who had died within the year. And I just thought the way that the coach handled this situation was brilliant. I thought it was just so brilliant. And and the reason I bring it up today is because she spoke directly to this idea of simplifying. So when we look at our life, when we look at our schedule, when we look at our obligations, when we look at our responsibilities, we feel like we have to hang on to all of those things. Again, it goes back to the house where we just keep bringing things in, but we never offload And we've got to do the same thing with our schedule. So if we've gone through a period of our life where we just continue to pick up more responsibilities and more obligations and more tasks, and we never get to that point of looking at it and going, is this still serving me? Is this really where I want to be putting my time? If we haven't taken the time to do that. So this particular woman was talking about how difficult it was And boy, can we understand this, how difficult it was to go through her day to day, to take care of her other children, to take care of her other responsibilities because of the heavy weight of grief. And this coach so brilliantly said to her, what is it that you have to do? And as the mom started to explain all the things that she felt like she had to do, the coach asked her again, do you really have to do that? And there's so, there's things that we look at and we go, yep, I have to do that. I have to get up in the morning. I have to get my kids off to school. I have to feed them. I have to clothe them. But even those things that seem like they're so obvious that we have to continue to do, in some cases, 
we can simplify those things. We can enlist the help of neighbors. We can enlist the help of friends. We can simplify our meals. We can simplify what we're doing in order to allow ourselves the space, the patience, and the compassion in our grief. So I really, really want you to think about how can you, how can you right now simplify your life? If you're finding yourself stressed, if you're finding yourself frustrated, if you're finding that you have diminished joy, that you have a little sense of meaning in your life, what can you do now to simplify? To simplify so that you can bend the energy on processing and moving through your grief. So you can have time to go take a walk. So you can have time to listen to music that's going to help you. So you can have time to do the things because grief is work. Grief is work. We do not get away from grief without doing the work. There, when we're faced with grief, it is necessary. It is so, it is necessary for you to do the work. And that might look different for everyone, but I'm telling you, you have to do the work. There are steps, there are steps that you may not even know about that you need to take in order to release the pain of grief. And when I talk about that, I'm not talking about an overnight process. This is not an overnight process, but we have to do the work. We have to look at it. We have to examine it and we have to do the work. So right now, Take an honest look at everything that's on your schedule, that everything that's your responsibility. Take a honest look at it and each item and figure out, is this, is this something that's serving me? Is this something that truly has to be done? There might be activities that you did on a regular basis before you experienced your loss that now you need to look at and go, you know, that was great then, but now it's all it's doing is adding stress. It might've brought me joy before, but now it's bringing me stress. And just to reiterate the quote from Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Let's focus on simplicity this week. If you need help understanding your grief, taking a look at it, if you need someone to be there with you in this process. I am here for you. I am here for you. I am a grief recovery specialist, and this is what I do. I help people every week to take a look at their loss and figure out what those things are that are holding them back so that they can start to heal. That's our ultimate goal is to help you in that process to support you and be there with you in that journey. You can go to buildalifeafterloss.com, buildalifeafterloss.com and go to the work with Julie page. And right there, you have an opportunity to request a free, it's free to you, a free discovery session. I believe in you and I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.